Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Bald Move Television, where the officially unofficial podcast for all of television. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Jim. And we are going to be talking about several subjects this week, including Black Summer, the new zombie. Well, all these are on Netflix. Black Summer, uh, Special, and You vs. Wild, the interactive Bear Grylls survival simulator uh, slash FMV video game from the early 90s. <laughs> I also, Cecily and I are not going to be catching up with uh, American Gods this week. We're going to do a kind of a, a, a double episode roundup next week because we just ran out of time. We were moving studios and uh, seeing movies and, and getting geared up for your Game of Thrones, and we just, just didn't have time to squeeze out that uh, extra thing. So, okay. uh, what do you want to talk about first? Uh I don't care, but my notes are in order of you versus Wild Black Summer special. Let's go. Let's go. What I think is going to be the big, the big, the the, the thing that already seems like a lot of people are talking about. Uh, let's go with Black Summer first. Okay. Uh, what did you think of Black Summer? This is Netflix's take on the zombie apocalypse. Why do beginning of the zombie apocalypse TV shows keep getting greenlit? Is my biggest question. Like, I don't think this is a the bad most show. Interesting. It's it's probably it's the, the most, most interesting, interesting part. But that entire hook to me mm. was played out after The Walking Dead, uh, after Fear the Walking Dead. Certainly, yeah. Now in 2019, to greenlight yet another show about the beginning of the apocalypse. Like that is you're right. The most interesting part of that concept. It's also a concept and a hook that's been done a million times elsewhere. Well, well I don't know even, that I need another show. So about kingdom it. did it and you didn't pitch about that because but that brought something entirely new right. to the whole table. And I think this, like the culture there was the thing that really g- br- brought me into that show. This is just another zombie show. It does fast zombies though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh-huh. here's, here's my take. Here's my hot take. This thing comes out three years ago in AMC and it's probably 18 million people watching it. Yeah, uh, because this is just a infinitely better Fear the Walking Dead. Now, that's only through one episode. There's plenty of time for the wheels to come off on this thing. But I, I thought there's a lot of stuff that I really liked about this. Um, I thought they did a good job. Like there's this one segment and spoilers for this now because, you know, you're either going to watch yet another zombie film or you're not. But there was a, a part where they show, um, I think it was the Lance segment, where the, I thought they did a good job of showing and not telling the rules of these particular zombies. Because you actually follow a girl who turns into a zombie, and you see the mm-hmm. entire process, and you see how they move, and how they think, and um, like how they process like new information. And I thought... like. I kind of understand everything about how these zombies operate just by watching one for like five minutes. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, there were a couple cool vignettes. I actually like the Barbara it, one a lot. It's the first time I've ever seen like no one just using expository where they come across like a you know a Lenny James like yo you you've been in a hospital for six weeks I can't believe that well let me tell you about how these 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 rotters work let me tell you about how these walkers work let me tell you about how these biters work it's just yeah. let's just watch one let's fucking be uh, Richard Attenborough and just go, go in there or is it David Richard D- David yeah. David let's go to David da- David <laughs> uh, Attenborough and just just let's say uh, set up a zombie blind observe their natural behavior and we'll figure them out yeah I like that. No, that's cool. I, I really like the Barbara one. I guess it's the more like personal kind of human on human stuff that always gets me in these things anyway. Um, also, my God, if you're in an apocalyptic scenario, just don't trust people. Don't. It's, it's weird though because at some point you kind of have to. Like, 
maybe during the initial outbreak don't trust anyone yeah at some point you gotta group up you gotta start to have some civilization some society i guess the question is just when do you do it and how do you know who to trust and i thought that was the most interesting part of this entire episode to me was you have an advantage over the person that you are placing trust into if so you can probably trust them (laughs) if not then you don't yeah that's fair i guess like trust them only in in so much as you can force them to behave the way that you think right. they need to if they become untrustworthy. Like if Barbara had a gun or even a fucking tire right. iron. But this the whole statement where she's like, do you believe, like, do you, you know, do you believe in God? Do you swear? Okay, I'm going to believe you. And yeah. then she instantly gets betrayed. Uh-huh. I thought that's like, oh, man. But I liked it. I kind of saw it coming. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. Like, there, are, there will absolutely be people like Barbara in, in these type of situations. Yeah. And they're going to be the first to die. No, I I thought it was cool. And then I actually really liked it at the end where some dude just comes up and starts beating the shit. Just out like of... the guy said, this is if you got a car, you're a target, you know. Right, right. Um uh and then, you know, eventually what's what's her name who who breaches the evacuation border yeah, the mom, uh, ends like, up in that car. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it, it's pretty good how they tied everything together too. I did that's another yeah. thing that this show does that well that I thought Walking Dead struggles with is they juggled multiple timelines and intersecting uh plots like it yeah. and almost other, all of them intersect. The other thing is again uh, as is going to be a theme of or discussing this on Netflix this isn't a show that's going to overstay its welcome. It's eight episodes are roughly 45 minutes long like that's for season not, one or yeah. for all of it well just for season one okay i'm saying like yeah. it's not a unreasonable investment of time and it doesn't seem like it's something that might be bloated again i've only seen the first episode i checked but, out the forum discussion going on about this after yeah. i watched the first episode and a lot of people were like oh i wanted to see this i wanted to see that they'll get to it they'll get to it you know like the, yeah they showed like one two zombies in this thing mm-hmm. uh but this is the first episode they can't they shouldn't do everything in the first episode. Uh, if you want to see big zombie hordes, you're probably gonna have to wait a while. Yeah, but I'm kind of cool with that. I also thought it's, it's also another thing they kind of showed up on Walking Dead is like you know, you don't need a long history of characters to care for them. And there's a couple times if where you have like, a strong enough hook, yeah, yeah, like uh, you know, uh, parents being separated from the daughter yeah. and one of them sick and not gonna be able to continue. That's a great hook. Mm-hmm. Um and uh because the walk fear the walking dead I'm gonna go back to that because I think they did this all shitty fear the walking dead had a main like a concept of a main cast that they needed to introduce and get meant that almost everyone you met was going to be safe and you couldn't really exploit like nobody uh you know nobody in the main cast can 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 really have that sense of loss that you connect to and I I, I guess you could it just like I just feel like they did just a, such a such a bad job on fear the walking dead. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, but I don't know. I liked, uh, I thought it was better. I thought the, like people were making smarter, more like I, there's people making stupid decisions, but not like, not like scripted stupid. It's like, okay, that's genuine human stupidity, or this is like, (laughs) like soldiers in a, in a tense checkpoint. This is kind of like how they'd behave. I mean, there were a couple dumb decisions. Like, yeah, yeah, I I don't want to say soldiers let themselves be overrun. Uh, yeah, I'm surprised the gate wasn't chained. Yeah. Like, what the fuck are you doing? You're you're creating a roadblock without a chained gate. That bridge, that bridge is the bridge from Jarden, like the season two. Isn't it? It's gotta be. It looks exactly. I didn't look closely enough. That would be amazing. I kind of think it is, but I don't know where this was filmed and I don't know. Uh, Uh, no, the, the one decision, the, really the only one that really stood out to me is the soldier who lets, uh, Spears take a piss 
or fake Spears. Oh yeah, Spears himself, uh, yeah, the real Spears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he, this guy was just gonna, you know, whip his dick out and piss in the corner, mm-hmm. and he's got his hands in front of him, but he can't lift a toilet seat. What the mm-hmm. fuck is wrong with you to go to move in there to lift no, that toilet seat for him? That, that was pretty bad. <laughs> that was the stupidest thing that happened in this entire episode. And they, they also because it, it, it stood out because not a lot of characters were making dumb decisions, and, and it was just so so really obvious too that that yeah. was what was going to happen. Yeah. So I yeah and then right. around the edges there were like a couple of people who should have heard a screaming zombie running up on them who were mm-hmm. sort of just oblivious looking at a map mm-hmm. uh, for for way longer than they should have yeah but other than that I have very few complaints about like those sorts of you know blind spots are you going to stick with it uh, or are you kind of burnt uh, out on zombies I just don't have the desire to see a zombie show right now yeah like it the next zombie show I'm probably gonna watch is kingdom season two yeah uh i did see this described by people who've seen more of it as a middling zombie show which i think from what i saw uh i felt like that was a little unfair i thought this was a pretty good but it's just like you said it's a fairly tired concept concept, yeah yeah. like like the execution's better i think the script is better i think the characters are better but like the set could literally be fear the uh, fear the walking dead set like all the military surplus like i wouldn't be surprised or dawn of the dead i mean this yeah is you're right you're the right. remake of dawn of the dead the opening to that is right here on the screen is there like, just like storage sheds full of zombie apocalypse shit that like is just in hollywood and it's like here's your uh deuce yeah. and a halfs and here's your uh <laughs> soldiers uniforms and here's your chain shitty chain link fences and here's and they just I, I guess i'm slightly intrigued to see what their version of like the true hot zones for zombie outbreak would be like the bigger cities because mm-hmm. um, this is all confined to a suburb and i i don't know wh- i actually don't know where it's supposed to take place i like it, it they're like ta- like a, there's like attack aircraft in the air and there's bombings and it's like it's it, uh, it felt like for a modest budget like you really sold that there was and that's just unnerving like having to evacuate your neighborhood and there's bombers streaking ahead and uh, like I said, I, I, I just, felt like yeah. there's a there's a there's a thing. Something in this episode is visceral, and I prefer the other thing is I vastly yeah. prefer uh, fast zombies. These slow zombies yeah, yeah. is just so stupid. The idea that they would ever take over is so dumb. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think I'm kind of like, what is the life cycle of these zombies? Um, do they burn out faster? Is it like something? I don't know. Feels uh, to me a lot closer to like 28 days later, and yeah. I imagine that will be kind of the the view of those hot zones that we see. Like everything's just you know abandoned and mm-hmm. like I, I i never quite understood some of the scenery that they packed into the walking dead yeah <laughs> as far as like how did that car get there and yeah why were there so many cars and all flipped over on the side of the road just as yeah as like single car how do you flip it unless you're Lori? like yeah. well there you go yeah <laughs> i think barbara could figure out how to flip that car if maybe yeah if she's being menaced spears by... spears could flip it uh-huh you know? Oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta whip my dick out in this car. Uh, I got, I gotta. It's, it's, uh, it's shifted to the left. I need to get it back to the right. Can you help me? And yeah, the, the other the thing, wheel. the other small complaint I have is the shaky cam is a little too shaky for me. It is pretty shaky. It was, I had to avert my gaze sometimes because it was just fucking with my eyes hmm. uh, to the point where I, I didn't want to watch it. So. What are you watching at six frames a second for, man? That's just a recipe for a bad time. Well, my eyes just don't work anymore, apparently. Uh, uh, do you have anything else you want to say for this first episode? Uh, no, I don't think so. I will revisit this if I hear that like it's 
it, it ends like just in a, just a completely because I don't I could I don't mind watching. I really enjoyed it. Um, I just probably I, I don't have much interest and there's going to be tons of stuff to keep up with. So uh, I thought the opening was actually really good with the whole neighborhood running down the street. Yeah. Together. Like what's happening. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I knew it was zombies. Sure. So it's like one thing. But when you find out, OK, this is the evacuation call. Right. Like they're screening people so they don't get infected. Right. Yeah, I I thought that whole thing was just like, hmm, okay, intriguing. Let's talk about a new Netflix comedy special. This is about a young man, a young gay man who is harsh, semi-disabled. Uh, he's he's got the cerebral palsy. Yeah, and so it gives him kind of like a, a he he walks with a little limp, and he's got not, doesn't have fine motor control. Uh, he also coincidentally gets hit by a car uh-huh and everyone mistakes his affliction for that and it's like it's the, the first episode and these are weird like 14 minute episodes they're very short you i just, watched like, two of them i did too you and uh and and it's it's there's just a lot of you either understand why it's cool to watch stuff like this where you get different perspectives or you don't i thought like one if, if you watched our uh tv prep show where we're watching the trailers and deciding like i was kind of like ah this looks like it could be kind of syrupy sweet and like, but on the other hand, like the concept of intersectionalism, which is essentially how multiple overlapping privileges or, and, and, uh, uh, disadvantages can impact a person is interesting. Cause you see like, you know, what is the intersection of being a gay man in America and a disabled man in America and all, all these other things. Um, and it, there was, I, I think some interesting topics covered in just the first, uh, 28 minutes or so. Yeah, I I ended up realizing that so so this whole series is based on fuck what's his name Ryan or something uh his memoir essentially oh, I didn't like know that. he he's the main character he plays the lead uh he wrote the series and it's all kind of based on like a series I guess of of blog posts and his life um mm-hmm. cuz he started off in something like uh this egg woke company where he was you know blogging for a living mm-hmm. and i realized after watching the first episode that that's the sensibility this show was going to bring to it and i was not in for that mm-hmm. um i however do like and, and so so i came away with a visceral dislike of this show after episode one um mostly probably because of his boss who i hate and you're supposed to hate yeah um but also the tone of the humor it just doesn't do it for me episode two i thought was much much better uh it still has some of those things that I don't particularly care for as mm. far as the comedy goes, but it, it has, it showed that it had a heart mm. in a way that like episode one doesn't. Uh, and I, I found myself like really starting to like the main character at that point. Yeah. And, and understand the main character. Cause like episode one is all like him just sort of explaining like his position. Sure. Episode two is it starting to you starting to understand how it affects his life. And I yeah. think that's the most interesting part of the show the humor is uh, honestly the thing that's pushing me away from it. I almost want like less of that and more of just like what it's like to be this Ryan guy. See, I, I appreciate the humor. I thought it was sharper than I was expecting. Like there's a couple things where like, I, I thought it was interesting how he was lamenting about being like, ah, uh, you know, he, he's in physical therapy and he's working on getting his, you know, improving function of his legs. And he looks over, he sees a guy that's confined to like full on wheelchair. He's like, mm-hmm paraplegic and he's like ah so jealous of him because like what am i i'm like you know i can i I can it's 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 interesting like the the idea that there's various i mean it should be an elementary concept right 
like mm-hmm. some people are more disabled than others and how do you feel about that like the if you're deaf or you're blind like you have some things in common but you have a lot of differences and that there might be these complex feelings of like well shit i'm going to have this thing i might as well go all the way so people like just know you know like know exactly what they're getting with me or they know that i, I can just fully accept their sympathy or you know I'm, I'm caught in this kind of in-between state i thought that was kind of interesting and and also uh, since the lead guy is playing a guy who's lived this experience, you can't be like, if that was a like dude pretending, it would kind of come across as shitty. Right. Like, say, it'd be offensive. Yeah. I think the same way that, like, Walt Jr. in Breaking Bad would, yeah. would sort of, like, you'd have to really have a deft touch with that to make it not offensive. Yeah. like If when, he weren't actually uh, partially disabled. Yeah. Especially since, like, you know, R.J. Mitty was, like, playing up his, his the, 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 right. to sell that character and, like... You know, the idea of you playing up a disability if you don't even have one is like, right. oh, boy, nowadays. Yeah. Um, so I, I I liked a lot of that. And I also like it. It's so interesting because this concept is exactly the same as shrill, like a young person with a certain mm-hmm. uh, a problem that makes them stick out in society, works at this social media, new media type of thing for this asshole artificially like California woke person. And I, that's another thing I appreciate the doing is cause um, it does seem like there's a lot of people that call themselves, you know, woke and I'm kind of starting to hate that word, but I, I don't think it's out of any kind of real thought through or empathetic position. They just happen to be dealt the right set of facts for the day, the current day. But anytime they're presented with something new, uh, or or asked to stretch that empathy and extend the things that they've learned about this other stuff to this, uh, like a very easy jump to this other category. They just fucking can't do it. Mm-hmm. They turn into massive reactionaries. And I felt like that both Shrill and this special do a good job of showing that in the form of the bosses. But they are... Yeah. They are kind of cartoonishly villain, but I guess I'm uh-huh. fine with that because they're these aren't evil people. They're just mean and petty and small-minded. You know? Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, they're... <laughs> I, I don't know. I, man, it's weird as someone who works in new media uh-huh. to see like a representation of kind of the success story in new media, right? I mean, right. Egg Woke is a very, in this universe, is a very popular platform, a right. very popular outlet for news and, and these kinds of like, personally intimate articles and like that's and it's it's not removed from reality at all because that is this ryan guy's life uh he he came up writing this stuff for an actual website that did this so like it's weird to me because i see this depiction of like something that is super successful and i immediately have a visceral dislike of everything that is done at that company everything it's it's and it's not just the woman who's heading it it's Uh the the entire attitude the cynicism the mm. like that's where like the comedy of it and the sensibilities of it really clash with the things that i personally hold uh dear well right hold yeah as valuable there's not a lot uh, of sincerity honesty, right yeah. like th- this this sort of faux honesty like it, it's weird because it's a monetization of honesty in a weird way because these people are writing about incredibly intimate things about themselves in the effort to get a a million clicks on their story, you yeah. know, like there's there's that scene in the first episode where she basically tells uh, a secret to the entire room that this girl ter- told her in confidence yeah. about uh, an orgasm she had during giving birth. Uh, oh, having an abortion, 
Oh, was it an abortion? Yeah, no. I was oh, like, shit. I that's thought why was... I'm like, I'm like, wow, the humor. That's like, I, that, that's I, even okay. That's I, even I'm crazier. Like, that, that's like, woo, yeah, woo, that, that's a, spicy, real spicy. Uh, but but that scene, like, I look at that and I go, fuck, I hate this. I hate everything about this. And this is actually what works on the fucking internet. Dude. And I'm it, I'm tangentially part of that. What the fuck? And it really makes me hate everything about the the tone of the comedy in the show because it is soaked in that no dude i have this thought a lot that you know we've established this persona of like we try to be like radically honest and transparent and but it's also i think good for business uh-huh. and it's a perverse incentive it's kind of like a lot of times i wonder like am i doing this because i think it's genuinely right or am i doing this because i think it's on brand and it's kind of like when <laughs> right. like someone comes up and you're ser- you're happily serving people uh soup at a soup kitchen and you're feeling good about yourself and people are like well you're only doing this because it makes you feel good uh-huh. like oh fuck maybe i al- do feel good what's may- wrong with me maybe yeah. maybe altruism is a fucking giant scam and i'm part of it and like you know yeah. um but yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And so I, I find it incredibly They're, hard to watch. Also, because I just don't like the fucking jokes. Like, like I'm not. It's too internet bloggy humor, yeah. like snarky. Yeah. Uh, we, what you call sharp, I find distasteful. Um, in in most cases, <laughs> right. Uh, it's it's actually kind of the same problem I had with some of the comedy in the early goings of uh, fuck that the Russian doll, the Russian doll, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's it's that See, similar I think type. You of... missed a lot of the new wave comedies like yeah. uh, the, the BoJack Horseman, um, uh, Lady Dynamite. Uh, like the, they're really kind of like I don't even know what the hell you'd call that sen- that that sensibility. It's like uh, it, it's it's taking the kind of like sensibilities of uh, Arrested Development and uh, 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 Always Sunny, who are kind of elder statements, statements of comedy, like that. Just the way that uh, Always Sunny took Seinfeld and pushed it to the next. That's happening again. Yeah, and it's real easy to, um, if if you sit out a couple of those uh, evolutionary shifts, to be like, what the fuck am I even seeing? But it feels um, like it's mixed with internet culture in a weird way that I don't, I don't like. <laughs> hmm. It's just, it's, it's just not for me. Although, like I said, I really like the heart of this story. Yeah. I do wonder because, man, going back, this is such a fascinating topic. The fact that our society um, will sell and turn into commodity anything. Yeah. Uh, sincerity, uh, personal experiences, authentic, authenticity. Mm-hmm. And that what I thought was interesting is so A.D. Bryant uh, is in the shrill. Uh, there, there's a character in this show that's literally the A.D. Bryant character yeah. from Shrill. Mm-hmm. And, like, some of these things are starting, like, so, so like, uh, they are marketing to people that have, like, uh, like have progressive sensibilities, and they're commodifying that, and, like, all this stuff is starting to look and taste <laughs> like vanilla ice cream. Like, they're all these right. interchange. Like, I'm saying, also, the boss of this social media, uh, the, the the blogger culture, is exactly the same as the guy from the uh, the the shrill. They're just, like, it's, it's gender-bent, straight versus gay, but, like, it's the exact same type of character. And I'm wondering, like, man, they can run anything into the ground. Yeah. Uh, yeah, in and, the effort to catch your eyes. Yeah, and and to go to 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 make to make a statement. And like I, I, I guess I'd they I I don't know. Like I, no, I don't want them to run this into the ground because then people will just tune it out. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. 
But there's so many people that have these experiences that have been shut out and they're like, they're finally like people are green lighting this stuff because it's making money and is being popular. So now they're just going to ram it down our throats. Like you thought they're ramming, ramming it down before. Now they're ramming it down because people liked it and it's successful. Yeah. And I think these are like st- stories that need to be told stories that need to be heard. Yes. Uh, it's just, I, I guess I, I don't like the tone in which some of them have been delivered. Hmm. Uh, cause, cause I'm not on board with like, the extreme internet culture that has developed around so extreme much of this stuff. Extreme internet culture. I, I purposely avoided saying it that way. <laughs> I knew it would bring in more clicks, but I didn't do it. Yeah. So thanks for ruining my, thanks my, for, uh, I don't know, de- degrading my principles here. <laughs> my, I, always a pleasure. Uh, let's talk about you versus wild. Okay. This is just, this, this is uh, just a, a fun one. I, Really like Bear Grylls. Mm-hmm. I watched his Man vs. Wild. I've watched a lot of Bear Grylls stuff. I think he's kind of a cool dude. Um, not probably the best, just straight up survival advice. But like, if you you use your brain, you can tell you can take away the things I think are actually something that a average person can use and st- stuff like oh, whether you should swim underneath a crocodile, uh, uh, not. So this this thing is this essentially a, a man versus wild episode that every five minutes or so they pause and ask you like you know do you want bear grills to leap over the canyon or rappel down it do you want bear grills to take a grappling hook or a slingshot do you want yeah that's the first decision you, do you want him to go up a river or bushwhack through the country and I thought it was a lot, again, as a Bear Grylls fan, I thought it was a lot of fun to, like, uh, try, because I was playing it, like, and my wife and I were playing it together, and I realized that as a fan of Bear Grylls, I knew, like, things that are his go-to from his show, like, he loves when he is dropped in a place, like a big forest, like climbing the tallest tree to get a, his bearings. Hmm, because okay. if you're just walking on a forest floor, you can't tell like there's a mountain over there, there's a valley yeah, yeah. over here. There's like what the fuck. So I was always trying to do like the things I thought would make Bear Grill successful, and oh, I realized like no, no, you played Tim it wrong. Is Cecily is trying to get this man killed. Yeah, that's the way to go. Yeah. Um, and Unfortunately, I don't know that it's possible. I did. I was successfully able to make him fail his mission. I was able to, yeah. Call in the rescue team, but yeah, I think yeah, he yeah. calls in the rescue team every time. Yeah, I I, uh, I was able to get him to... You can actually successfully complete the mission, though. Um, so I did the first two episodes. See, the here. first episode is to find the doctor. Yeah. The second episode is to deliver the doctor's medicine to the people who need it uh-huh. uh, in the jungle. The second what, one's how the one did that, you, fa- that I failed. Yeah, me too. How but, did you get him... How did you fail his mission? Um, I tried to climb up a rope that snapped. Oh shit! And uh, and w- did he like fall and break his legs? No, or? he just like uh, that's something about like what happened is like the you know that you you it's now impossible to get the medicine to the village. Oh, he was too late. It would have taken too long, and yeah, it would have something heated like up that. Too I much. can't I can't remember exactly what it was, but then I just I just went and made another choice, and I I, I won. I got him stuck in a crab filled swamp. Yeah. In the in the first episode second. or the, the second yeah. really? I'm trying yeah. to think where the crab filled swamp was. <laughs> so I've got my list. How did we of, get stuck? Of, so I've got my list of choices. If you want to repeat Jim's actual playthrough, okay. here's what you do. First episode Jim versus Wild. Yeah, Jim versus Wild. You take the slingshot. Yep. Uh you take the river where you yep. find a crocodile uh and you shoot it with that slingshot. Okay. And it runs away. Uh, then he says, oh, what do you want me to eat? There's a bunch of termites or there's a big fat grub and you definitely make him eat that big, disgusting grub and it shoots out 
some amazing juices uh, all over his chin. Uh, Vine Swing was the next one where he reached this like gully. He that either was had cool. a choice to like walk over a log yeah. or do the vine swing. I chose yeah. vine swing. I, this first episode, I, I explored almost every choice. My first playthrough, okay. I, I chose the slingshot. I bushwhacked through the forest. Uh, there, okay. hmm. there is, uh, uh, he heard monkeys in the distance and he goes, you know, monkeys are often like if they're, uh, if they are like really agitated like that, um, it's something disturbing their environment could be a predator, but it could also could be a human. Hmm. Um, so we followed the monkeys. Uh, there was one that was like guarding a backpack that he slung shot away. And then he found that that was the doctor's backpack and was able to rapidly. Like I, 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 I found her in like three decisions. Oh, you did find her though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. But it's so weird. Is yeah. like if you find her that way, you come in from the bunker from the other side, and if you go the way that you just described, you come yeah. in from the other. Yeah, I'm wondering if because there's also a time pressure in that one too, but it doesn't sound like there's any way to find the doctor and she's already dead. No, but take yeah, her yeah, medicine. Yeah, yeah. But and you can you cannot get the village their medicine. Yeah. So in the second episode, my playthrough was uh, he had to go over another ravine mm. and. He could either go via a rope and commando crawl, or he could... Cecily made him do that. Uh, I did, too, yeah. Okay. Cause, just because I wanted to see if he could do it, and he did it. It's actually wild. I'm like, how Although the he f- drops his machete in the process. Yeah, he does. I don't understand how you crawl across a rope like that. A lot of core strength, I imagine. I mean, that just the fact and that, it, like, yeah, just if he's ba- he's like uh, he's like a monorail on top of a f- not even a tight cable. It's fairly loose and floppy, and he's just inching his way yeah, along. So it. you use like, uh, you use your leg as kind of a, a balancing weight. It seems like it'd be a lot more sort of like a steady cam. It seemed like it'd be a lot more comfortable to go underneath and just like you know Do wrap like, your legs around and just hand over hand on your hands. Yeah. But I, I would an, think so, but I'm not an SAS uh, operative. So. I'm not either. And so once he gets across that, here's where you have a choice to go either into the mangrove swamp uh-huh. where like the crabs are uh-huh. uh, or to go through the sawgrass, I think. I went through the sawgrass. Okay. Did it chop him up? Did he get like a whole bunch of cuts on him or anything? Uh, he got a little nicked up and he was like, ah, ah, but what he did is he cut, he, he cut like a six foot section of uh, branch and he uh-huh. showed you how you can like. Like, like like push it in front of you and lay the grass down and stomp it so you kind of it, it keeps the worst of it off uh, he had no defense against the mangrove swamp like really? it was hilarious because it's like a six minute sequence of him getting progressively <laughs> deeper into nasty mud uh-huh. talking about oh if this tide comes in i'm really fucked uh-huh. uh you don't want to get caught out here when the tide comes in and uh-huh. then he gets like hip deep in this mud he's struggling to even move and the tide's coming in and he's like i gotta call my rescue team mm-hmm what did, it was so good. What did he say about the grub? He said this is uh, energy, but it's it's hard energy, or it's rough energy, or it's dark energy, brutal energy. <laughs> like, I forget the exact term. God, it looks so gross when he eats those grubs. Yeah, oh, it's awful. I've seen him eat so many damn grubs in Man vs. Wild, though. It's real. Yeah, kind of actually. Gross, it's but... like because I, I let Cecily choose that because I wanted to see what he did with the termites. Like how you scrape enough yeah. together to chew them up. I, I just was trying to torture poor yeah. Mr. Grills. Yeah, I don't think you can. Because the other thing is that he's got a very wry look on his face on some of these when he's like, oh, you want me to eat the grub, huh? Like, of course you do. That's what he says. Of course you do. I do. Like I, it's fear factor or something. I kind of admire this guy that, like, I think he's happiest when he is kind of in these elements. Like, he is not bummed out at all by any kind of physical hardship. Yeah. Like, he gets off at uh, overcoming these things, it seems like. I don't know. I, I think he's an interesting guy. 
It was uh, fun. Uh, so that's kind of the end of the jungle one, and then I think there's yeah. like a, an Arctic one. There's several. There's a desert. It's, it's a pretty. It's a pretty nice season. I'm. Yeah. I'm looking forward to play. Like me and Jack used to watch survival shit all the time. Uh, Les Stroud, Survivor Man. Uh, my my personal favorite, Dual Survivor, which was uh, uh, Joe Teddy and and Cody Lundeen in its glory days. Um, and uh, you, we still watch Primitive Technology on YouTube. When there's a new one, I wait until Jack comes by and we watch that together. But I, I think it's fun. I think it's fun if you like this type of show. Um, it's 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 a lot of fun just having. I, I, and and I guess it's it's a it's a cool way to pack a lot of content in a very short amount of time. Like if you want to play through and see every single binary decision, you can. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just want to see like the most interesting things to you, like it's I, I don't know it's. I just still this technology. I don't know I mean, if it's a game changer or not. No, Netflix is going to power through the ridicule that they got, like claiming the Bandersnatch was something amazing mm-hmm. and new, uh, a new kind of art form or whatever the mm-hmm. fuck they were talking about. Because uh, it wasn't. I mean, yeah. video games have been doing choice for generations at yeah. this point. This is uh, literally an old school CD-ROM FMV. A hundred percent. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so like they're just gonna power through that, yeah. and eventually it'll be like, oh, here's another Netflix interactive. Thing. My question is like, do you think, um, okay, what's more likely? This we never see another interactive one from Netflix. Netflix is like, okay, this this isn't worth it. That's not the we one. We see like a dozen, and then they let it die, or we see like a dozen, and it starts to gain steam, and they find their footing, and it just becomes like a genre of things. It's interesting to me because there's more content here, but it feels like there's like the production probably wasn't as difficult hmm. um cuz the choices seem very like obviously they're binary but they they seem like they don't change the story like like with Bandersnatch you got to go fucking film yeah you do five yeah. different movies yeah yeah and the, the audience like me may only see an hour of it you know Whereas this and you film like 15 hours of content your average uh man versus wild episode is like 45 minutes long yeah. so this is like a 20 minute episode that if you probably did all the options would be 40 50 minutes so like i yeah. think it's literally a man versus wild episode they just branched it that's what i think is going to happen they're going to start using it a little a little selectively um uh-huh. figuring out what works and what doesn't work in this genre uh of interactive entertainment and yeah, I, I think we'll see more from them and whether it'll fizzle out or not. I think we're going to see less than, I, I think they'll come out with less than a half dozen of these and then they'll just die. Cause I, I, so. I just don't think this is, well, I mean, why there's nothing I've seen. So here's, here's the value I see to Netflix mm-hmm. is if they can figure out some way to essentially do marketing research, uh, by forcing you to make choices while you're watching content mm-hmm. that could be potentially huge for them. To understand their audience and produce content. Is this more an elaborate, to that. elaborate attempt for Bear Grylls to see if he'd have a shot of running for prime minister? It might be. Uh, Bear, it turns out 98% of the population of Earth just wants to see you die. <laughs> uh, we strongly discourage you from running for public office. I, I would say it would not be the first world leader to have his own reality TV show. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Fair so enough. there you go. Can I get some branching? Can I get some branching decisions on that one? <laughs> Nope, unfortunately you can't. Uh, there'd be no good options. <laughs> there would not. Uh, okay, that is all we got for Bald Move Television this week. If you'd like to send feedback, of course, you can do so at tv at baldmove.com. There's always threads for these shows on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. 
we also will be back next week. Cecily and I will be considering uh, the, the two new episodes of American Gods, and we'll be looking at what else is coming out for television. Uh, also, you know, little little known television show, Game of Thrones, coming back this weekend. Uh, we'll be out with an instant take on Sunday night. Uh, thanks for watching, or I'm sorry, thanks for listening. Uh, if you'd like us to end the podcast, <laughs> press fast forward on your podcast player. If you would like to n- not end the podcast, press the rewind button. <laughs> yeah. And until next time, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.